Future Sense is a podcast edited from the radio show of the same name, broadcast on Bay FM in Byron Bay, Australia at bayfm.org. Hosted by Nick Jeans and well-known international futurist Steve McDonald, Future Sense provides a fresh, deep analysis of global trends and emergent technologies. How can we identify the layers of growth, personally, socially, and globally? What are the signs missed, the truths being denied? Science, history, politics, psychology, ancient civilizations, alien contact, the new psychedelic revolution, cryptocurrency, and other disruptive and distributed technologies, and much more. This is Future Sense. Mm, and welcome to my co-host here on Future Sense, Steve McDonald. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Nick. How are you today? I am a little... Uh, <laughs> steamy. Steamy. <laughs> steamy in here. It's particularly tropical here <laughs> in Byron Bay at the moment, but on top of that, the air conditioning has broken down in the studio. Yeah. And we have one of our biggest fans here in the studio we do. today, and she has a live palm leaf, which she's waving. Uh, and she's been cool. quite silent at the moment, which is good. We don't want to put too much to the microphones there. I think you turned her off. I, I did. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, but uh, yeah, we do have uh, air conditioning issues here, but you probably heard lots of Bay FM presenters complaining about that. Um, that's okay. We've had to get it in place and we will be replacing the full air conditioning system next week, next Tuesday, the 25th. So bear with us, please. It's uh, the whole system failed here. So that's we right. In two weeks' time, we'll be a whole lot cooler. <laughs> not that we're not cool already. <clears throat> yeah. So you're now tuned to Future Sense. And um, what's on the show today, Steve? We're going to give another update on the coronavirus because mm. there's a lot happening there and it's a very significant issue globally for many, many reasons. And then uh, after that, we're going to talk about Earth's energy grids yeah, and uh, relay some information which was passed on through Cryon recently. Mm. Yes, and for many people, of course, that sort of science is, uh, is a little edgy. And yes, it is, but it's also true that some of the... The, the purely scientific factors of the Earth's resonance, magnetic fields and so forth, and things like the Schumann resonance do have uh, clearly scientific, biological and other effects on human beings. And just on that basis, we should pay attention to the movement of these subtle energies and perhaps we are becoming more and more awakened to exactly those things. It's actually advanced science. It's advanced science. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. You're tuned to Future Sense with Nick Jeans and Steve McDonald. Engage, emerge, activate, and spiral up. 9.15 here on Bay FM 999, your local and vocal radio station. You're tuned to Future Sense here with myself, Nick Jeans, and Steve McDonald through till 11 o'clock this morning. And uh, welcome out there for those listening on the podcast, which uh, we put out a couple of days after this broadcast live to air in Byron Bay. And uh, we edit the music and uh, sponsorship announcements out for the uh, usually a two, sometimes a three-part piece on each week's uh, podcast and each week's broadcast. It's, Thanks. Oh. Yeah. I was just going to say thanks to Dina for, uh, yes, for doing the podcasting for us, and uh, often we get the podcast out same day of, yes. of late, so uh, you don't Actually, have to wait yeah, That's long. very true. Yeah. Um, thanks for your texts already. Texts uh, on uh, 04-3734-1119 at any time, 04 Three seven three four one 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 nine and yes, uh, thanks for the the, the uh, fan jokes are wearing thin. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's just that it's and you know you know Nikki, you know what it's like in here, but you haven't been in here when it's this hot, so it's a little distracting to be honest. But yes, we'll try and tr- try and cut out the uh, the tropical jokes here this morning. It's tropical enough outside as it is, and in the world, of course, some big things going on as usual. 
And uh, I noticed that the Chinese uh, song commentary has said that the, uh, the, the coronavirus is a black swan to the Chinese. And I thought that was interesting, the black swan being an unpredictable or unforeseen event, typically one with extreme consequences. Is that the case? Where are we up to with the coronavirus? Well, it's certainly having a huge impact and, and broader than we might have expected. Uh, I think we've got a lot to learn from this, and that's why we're continuing to provide coverage mm. every week on where it's at, because the, the implications are growing. And we've got a lot to learn because uh, there, it won't be the last pandemic that we see. There'll be many more mm. in the future, I'm sure. But it is highlighting the interconnectedness of our world in many different ways. And although great attempts are being made to limit the spread and limit the impact, I think we're all going to feel the impact of this coronavirus outbreak in some way. And it might not be a health impact. It might be an economic impact that mm. we feel. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that term black swan is very popular in the futurist world to indicate unexpected events. Yes. Uh, the, at the moment, the Chinese government is facing a great dilemma because by quarantining people and shutting down activity, they are, in fact, uh, crashing their own economy. Uh, and uh, they, they have the difficult choice of whether to maintain the quarantine and watch the economy slump or get economic activity up and running again and risk the... the uh, virus spreading and having a great impact. Mm. So a very, very tricky situation that they're in there. Uh, and I, I just wanted to point out also that it's very much in line with the prediction from Martin Armstrong's economic confidence model, which noted a turning point of the 18th of January and predicted uh, subsequent scarcity of commodities and inflation of prices. And, and this particular outbreak is having exactly that impact. Yeah. And part of the reason that uh, Martin's model is so accurate is it is in line with natural cycles, including solar cycles. And he didn't design it that way. He actually found out later on uh, after he produced the model that uh, it just happened to be in sync with those things. And it makes sense when you think about it mm. that the weather and solar activity would impact uh, human activity, particularly the rate of human activity and whether we're indoors or outdoors and those sorts of things. So, um, so we this is not unexpected in terms of the economic impact uh, but it is uh, it's having a huge impact on supply chains right now um, apart from tourism where and they're traveling of people backwards and forwards mm. to and from china uh, shipping and things like that yeah. is, is being massively disrupted yes and because of the the lead times you know the time it takes to load a ship and, a, and the ship to sail to another country and unload it's kind of a delayed impact and we haven't seen uh, you know the the, uh, the real impact of these um, supply chain issues yet yeah. but th there'll come a time in the not too distant future where things uh, aren't available that we, we normally you know expect to be there when we want them and as you said um, in China of course they're, they're battling with how much to shut things down and how much to keep the economy running the the uh, state newspaper the Beijing Daily said people failing to obey uh, self-quarantine would be punished but it was not immediately clear how that would be enforced or whether the restrictions would apply to non-residents of the Chinese capitals or foreigners arriving from abro abroad so it's all pretty loose isn't it and especially because you can get the virus and show no effect and uh, and transmit it all in, in the space of 14 days or so without knowing that you're going to get sick yeah absolutely when we might we'll run through an update on the health aspects mm. in a moment uh, i'm just looking at an article here about uh, disruption to shipping and uh, it's saying that uh, the world's top container lines have all reduced calls to china 
and uh, the export of goods has already been hit. Hyundai Motors has said it will suspend production in South Korea because of a lack of spare parts, yeah. and uh, and that's just the thin end of the wedge. So there'll be a lot more to come yep. in, in that area, and because we there's so many things that we uh, design in the West these days are actually either fully manufactured or partially manufactured in China. So uh, you know, pretty much. Uh, a lot of the things that we see in the in the shops in our local area may be impacted at mm. some point. Well, there's articles talking particularly about uh, Japan, which relies on uh, securing parts, and, uh, and as you're saying, from China to in order to normalise production lines, as Chinese factories delay reopening after the uh, the lunar holidays. So it just keeps on going and has having a rolling on effect with with so many different countries and in China itself. Um, I didn't know that uh, Starbucks <laughs> had 4,300 stores in China, but all of them were closed. Wow. 4,300. Uh, Disney has closed both the Shanghai Disney Park and the Hong Kong Park. And China is the second largest motion picture market in the world, and all the theatres have been closed because they don't want people in large public gatherings, obviously. So there's therefore a large impact on Hollywood studios themselves who rely on that for a significant part of their income. So the, the roll-on effect is extraordinary where it's going to move into in the areas of, uh, of our existence. It is, and a whole bunch of things that you just wouldn't expect at first glance. You know, things uh, are so connected these days. Yeah. It's, a, it's a wonderful demonstration of how connected we are, and, you know, a problem like this anywhere in the world is really a global issue, and, it, and mm. you know, it affects us all, and uh, I guess it just highlights the, the fact that we need to work together to resolve these issues. And on a pure uh, level of virus itself and viral infection, uh, there's been some reporting of just the sheer number of people on the planet and the amount that, uh, that we move around so many of us gives viruses a, a really incredible opportunity to spread themselves and it's a kind of a natural process on on that level if it is a natural virus which we're still kind of tackling whether it's a natural virus or in some sense it's a produced virus and even possibly a, a, a bioweapon that's sort of going out a little bit far but there is evidence there yeah um someone i was listening to over the weekend made a good point and that is whether it's come from a, a virus lab or whether it was released through uh, contact at a wet market in china either way humans are responsible for the spread of it basically it's, it comes down to human activity mm. so there's no getting away from our responsibility there uh, and some of the more concerning issues that have popped up in the last week are evidence of transmission during the early, early symptom free period and uh also a risk of reinfection and there's some yes. while while it's really early days and a lot of the reporting uh, can't necessarily be relied on right at the moment but there's some suggestion that uh, it may even be uh, worse if you are reinfected and have it a second time it may impact you uh, more greatly mm. uh, yeah guy yeah well that's right i mean that article talks about that it is highly possible to get infected a second time a uh, few people who recovered from the first time by their own immune system but used certain meds uh, which apparently can damage heart tissue and when they get the virus for the second time the antibody doesn't help but makes it worse and they can die a sudden death from heart failure now we don't want to don't want to scare anybody out there but this is uh, forwarded from the taiwan news uh, from a relative of one of the doctors living in the united kingdom who's looking at this virus so you know you, while you don't want to believe everything that you read it's certainly worth looking at these indications of what this might be about and how it's going to pan out yeah it also kind of explains what i thought was an overreaction at first mm. you know that when you look at the uh, casualty figures from the virus and the the sort of widespread uh, action that china took very very 
quickly once it made a decision to act. Uh, it, I, I thought it was a bit unusual. It didn't really add up. But if they had some pre-knowledge of the fact that this could spread before the symptoms emerge and the fact that yeah. it, there was a reinfection danger, then that would explain, you know, why they've been so severely cracking down on it. Um, there's a, I've got an article here from uh, Australian ABC News just from yesterday, which gives an update about the health aspects, and I'll just quickly skip through that mm. for the benefit uh, of all you listening out there. The, as of Sunday, the death toll worldwide stood at 1,666. That's an interesting number. Uh, and all but four of those deaths were in China, so uh, very, very much uh, restricted to China in terms of deaths at the moment, mostly. Uh, Hubei province at the epicentre of the outbreak has reported 1,596 of those deaths and uh, the first death outside China was in the Philippines earlier this month. Um, what else have we got here? So it's uh, the reported death rate still sits at around about 2%, so they're saying 2.3% in this article, which is less than some of the previous pandemics that we've had, like SARS. Uh, the infection rate continues to climb, however. And uh, part of that, I think, has been because of the fact that it can spread before the symptoms emerge. And this apparently has been a, a, uh, a finding of the what people are calling the Diamond Princess experiment, which is the, the ship, the ship. Uh, that's been yeah. quarantined. Mm. And uh, no doubt they were quarantining people who displayed symptoms on the ship, but the virus continued to spread amongst the rest of the population. And that was sort of indicating that this uh, transmission does happen before the symptoms show up. Mm. Uh, yeah, so this is actually um, the formal um, Centre for Div D Disease, um, CDC, whatever that's, what's that? Centre yeah, for, for Disease Control, Control yeah. yeah. Guidance on these is the transmission risk is highest with peak symptoms, equating to peak virion shedding is what it calls here, as was the case with SARS, but not so with this virus reinforcing the public health necessity of a strict 14-day quarantine. Yeah, very difficult. Yeah, they're saying that the incubation time mm. uh, from exposure is about 7 to 10 days, and mm. so the 14-day the quarantine that people are using at the moment is effective, which is good to know. Mm. Uh, 25 countries have been affected worldwide so far, according to the World Health Organization. Uh, Singapore is the second uh, highest affected with 72 cases. And uh, it's thought that the virus spreads mainly through what they call respiratory droplets from an infected person. So sneezes, coughs, coughs, those sorts of things. Uh, however, interestingly, in this uh, ABC advisory article, they are saying that there's no real need for the general public to wear masks. Yeah. So that is interesting. I saw a report the other day of a flight from, I think, from Melbourne to the Gold Coast where almost everybody on the flight had masks, wearing, wearing masks. Uh, someone sent me a photo on the weekend of a cat wearing a mask. <laughs> which I thought was quite remarkable. Uh, it was a cat on a lead too, which is also remarkable. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know why or how a cat would just tolerate wearing a mask, but there it was right there with a mask on. We have a couple of texts in, one very relevant here, talking about the economic impact. Coronavirus already is impacting my business as now materials are stuck on a ship in China, and that's the shoe doctor. G'day, thanks for listening out yeah, there. Yeah, so thanks there you for go. that. Uh, another text here, love Future Sense. Thank you for broadening my outlooks here. Pleasure. <laughs> the good... Yeah. 0437341119. You can uh, you can text in at any time. And I, I'm still just skipping through this uh, mm. advisory article from the ABC News. Uh, they're saying that in most in the most severe cases, the virus causes pneumonia, which is uh, mm. why it can be deadly. Other serious complications can include respiratory distress or failure, septic shock, acute kidney injury, virus-induced cardiac injury, and secondary bacterial pneumonia. 
And they're saying in terms of uh, precautions, if you feel you are in an area where you are at risk, keep your hands as clean as possible by washing them with soap and water or an alcohol-based hand sanitizer. Avoid touching your eyes, nose or mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touch services at home, work or school, especially when someone is sick. Uh, and they're saying quite clearly there's no need for the general public to wear face masks. I guess that depends where you are. Yeah. Uh, this, this is particularly uh, an advisory for Australia. Uh, if you have a trip to anywhere in China, um, they're urging you not to travel this pay, at this point. Yeah. Whew, lots of stuff there. Well, we'll come back shortly and, uh, and continue, see what else we can dig up regarding the coronavirus and move on to uh, some other stuff during the show. You're tuned to Future Sense here. It's 9.29. You're resonating right now on Future Sense with Steve McDonald and Nick Jeans. You're tuned to Future Sense here with Steve McDonald and Nick Jeans through till 11 o'clock this morning and uh, tuned in also possibly on podcast via our website futuresense.it or your podcast platform. And thanks for joining us wherever you are out there in the world. Just giving an update on the coronavirus and at the moment around 500 million people in China are affected by policies put in place restricting movement to contain the virus. That's more than the entire population of the United States, yeah. and it's equivalent to roughly 6.5% of the world's population. As of Friday, at least 48 cities and four provinces in China have issued official notices for lockdown policies, which measure, with measures raising, ranging from closed-off management, where residents of a community have to be registered before they're allowed in or out, to restrictions that shut down highways, railways, and public transport systems. So it's uh, pretty extreme. At the moment, there is no vaccine for the virus. Mm, and they say maybe it could take as much as a year to produce one, in fact. Yeah. Um, there is a, a pharmaceutical drug mm. called remdesivir, which was developed to treat the Ebola virus. Uh, and uh, in human clinical trials in Africa, it proved safe for humans, but it didn't actually uh, treat the Ebola virus effectively at all. However, China has announced a full-scale, random, double-blind, placebo-controlled trial in 761 patients, which started about three days ago, and uh, they're hoping that they might get some action out of that, so yeah. we'll wait and see how that goes. Mm. Yeah, big stuff, and uh, as you said earlier, just one of the things that it does show us very clearly is how connected we all are. If you didn't know that already, if you didn't feel that already, or didn't acknowledge that already, it's pretty clear when something like this happens that if you're living on this planet, then you are at the effect of anything like this that can occur, either as this kind of viral um, outbreak or, of course, natural uh, natural disasters or events, weather events, climate events that are, that are occurring on the planet and bringing attention again to that uh, cyclone off the coast of Britain, 30 metre waves. That's extraordinary. So yeah, we're all in the same boat, really. We are really, you know, and it's a great lesson in that respect. Mm. And, you know, we can use it to reflect on things like trade wars, for example, which we think are somehow beneficial and they don't hurt us, but they hurt the others. But in fact, they hurt everybody. And, uh, you know, it's just a matter of how far you follow the, the impact trail before you find how it's impacting you. So mm. we need to learn that lesson and, and learn to work together and collaborate, cooperate much better. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, you're tuned to Future Sense here with uh, Steve McDonald and Nick Jeans here on Bay FM. 
And um, I think that's probably got anything else on the coronavirus. I think that'll do yeah. uh, for the moment. Yeah, that's. I think that's a pretty good update on where things are at, and we'll continue to monitor the international situation and keep you up to date every week. Mm. And uh, we didn't touch on the possibility that there could be a uh, it could be a, a bioweapon of some sort or something that's escaped. I mean, there's evidence to suggest there's po- this possibility, or that's just an ex- extensive sort of uh, conspiracy theory that's out there. Yeah, I, look, I have been studying the. Everything on the internet, pretty pretty carefully, <laughs> and of course you get everything on the internet, uh, all sorts of crazy ideas as well as solid facts. And uh, I don't see any clear evidence pointing to uh, where it's come from. Some sites are happy resting in the conclusion that it came from a wet market, mm. uh, and that's highly possible that it was a transmission from an animal in, in the wet market in Wuhan. Yeah. Uh, however, there's also you know there's no. Uh, there's no clear and um, unchallengeable evidence mm. to, to prove that. And also there's no clear evidence that whether it was, in fact, uh, sourced as accidentally or on purpose out of a, a bioweapons lab. So yeah. we still really are uncertain about both of those things. Uh, from a, With my ex-military hat on, you know, from a, a military bioweapons perspective, it is an interesting development to find out that at first, it looks relatively harmless, just like another flu. But after a while, it, you know, the impacts are, are growing unexpectedly and mm. uh, there's transmission without symptoms mm. and the the risk of uh, reinfection, uh, which some people are saying might even be more serious the second time around. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely more insidious than SARS and yeah. the other coronaviruses which have emerged so far. And that itself, I guess, is troubling, just that it is more it, complex and insidious. It is troubling. And if one was wanting to design a bioweapon, then you might actually build those factors in mm. because it would uh, it would catch people by surprise. Mm, yeah. Indeed. Uh, thanks for your other text. I'm not sure if this is a joke or not because you've signed it with a, a laughing, tear-filled eyes emoji, Trace. Uh, but you say... Yes, I've already been affected. My shipment of comfy bras and silicon toe dividers has been delayed. Ouch. Yeah, terrible, yeah. terrible state of affairs. The things we had to put up with. <laughs> Thanks for listening anyway. <laughs> I don't know with <laughs> taking the mickey out of something. It's good to have, keep your humour here. I mean, clearly, we haven't been so affected uh, in Australia yet, except for the number of Australians on that ship and other places out there in the world. You, you sure you read that right? Uh, yeah, why? Comfy bras and silicon... Was it toe dividers or Yeah, something? toe dividers. <laughs> yes, silicon toe dividers. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I don't know what a toe divider is for. Isn't that when you do your nails, I guess, when you paint your nails you think you need toe dividers or some sort they do something like that they Maybe. separate the nails somehow i, I, I don't so. know having never had my toenails painted oh yeah i have once but that was a long time ago i suppose toes are sitting together all the time it's probably good to give them a break absolutely yeah you can get confined as toes especially if you're in shoes this is silly stuff here we are on Bay FM on future sense we'll be back and um, we're going to look at a completely just different uh, direction uh, after the break um, where are we going to go steve we're going to look at the earth's magnetic grid mm. systems and yeah. we we're going to be spanning some really solid science and some transrational information here so uh, it, uh, we, we should give a, a small warning that the next part of the show is not going to be completely rational it's going to be beyond rational in some respects and uh, but there's some some wonderful information that we are going to pass on uh, much of which has come from a recent video from Lee Carroll and Monica Muriani. And those of you who are familiar with those names would know that Lee is a 
an engineer from the United States who channels a disembodied entity called Cryon. Oh, my goodness. And has a wonderful record over 30-some years of mm. predicting scientific breakthroughs yes. very, very accurately. Yeah. Yeah, and it's certainly worth looking at these kind of uh, these people, these channels, and we'll, we'll look at, uh, at that. You've been listening to Future Sense, a podcast edited from the radio show of the same name, broadcast on Bay FM in Byron Bay, Australia, at bayfm.org. Future Sense is available on iTunes and SoundCloud. The future is here now. It's just not evenly distributed.